Hello and welcome back to Babylon Brooks's. We are your hosts. I'm Charlie. And I'm Sonny. And to, for today's episode, we're going to talk about um, Into the Spider-Verse and its sequel, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, what we hope. What we hope. So the first half is going to be uh, us uh, doing a review on Into the Spider-Verse. Just a quick re- uh, recap on it and um, what our general thoughts on it are. And then we'll end the video with our uh, what we expect to see in Across the Spider-Verse, uh, how excited we are about it, and look at the uh, reaction online. Yeah. So let's start off with Into the Spider-Verse. I'll let you start off your general thoughts on it. Okay, first of all, wow. Uh, honestly, I genuinely think this is top, like... I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't even be surprised. I could say it's the best... Marvel film, mm. and I would not even like. Someone could say, "Oh, this is the best Marvel film," and I would not disagree. Be- because it's just like, it's so different, it's so unique compared to other Marvel films, and it's not like. Well, obviously, it's not your classic Spider-Man story because it is Mars Morales, but mm. there's so many like things that are changed about it compared to. That's stuff that is different. Compared oh, to other I mean, for one, for one thing, it's animated. It is animated, and the animation the animation's just gorgeous. Mm. It's it's brilliant. I love the comic book style, and as soon as Miles gets bit by the spider, there's all like the comic texts around him and all that. It really is a comic book come to life, mm-hmm. and I've and I'm glad these are animated films because in live action. I think it would be quite hard to pull off the style that they go for, especially since, like, yeah. even though there's a t- particular animation style that they stick to for the main universe, whenever they go into different universes or you have characters from other universes in the multiverse... Um, sorry, I had a, it was a little bit of burp. That's my bad. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, um, they're in different art styles. You get... Some who are more cartoonishly cartoonish, like uh, Spider Pig or Spider Ham. Spider Ham. Spider Ham. Uh, you get anime s- um, styles with Penny, Penny Parker. Parker. And then you got one of my personal favourites, um, Spider Man Noir. Yeah. By Nic- play- voiced by Nicolas Cage. That is a, that is a hardcore origin story. Mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hardcore origin story. <laughs> Good old quote. Um, so there's just so many things about the film that I love. Because you have. All these different main characters, but they're all memorable, and they're I all. Don't th- I don't think there's a single character in this film that I think is bad or just isn't good. Even like the, the ones who don't get as much screen like time, Tombstone like, or Scorpion. Like I mean, okay, Tombstone, he's not really as much a character as he is someone who needs to fill up the roster. So I think, mm. but, but even then, I don't think he's, he's terrible. He's just you know, Tombstone's Tombstone. He's, he's a just, gangster. He's just there. He's there. But yeah, you get memorable versions of Scorpion, who's half man, half machine, and can transform into a literal mechanical scorpion-like uh, person. Mm. Um, you have the, uh, the 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 twist with uh, Mal- the Doctor Octopus of Mars Universe being uh, Olivia Octavius. Yeah. When I when we saw that in cinemas, we I just looked like, at each other. I was like, oh no, oh, oh damn. I did not expect that whatsoever. I didn't expect it either. No. But they cleverly... It's cleverly foreshadowed with, through stuff like... Um, um, oh, what's it? 
octagons. Oct- yeah. Oct- there's so much stuff about her that uh, there's like her uh, desk is in the shape of an octagon or something. Or she's got like, there's so many stuff around her office. There's that references there's, to Yeah, and also, octopus there's a, at the octagons. beginning when they're looking at a video from her in Miles' class, um, he as he walks in front of the projector, it covers her surname so you don't see it straight away. Yeah. So it's quite, it's really like... It is really like... Clever. I think yeah. the best thing about, one of the most understated things about this film is its use of reversal. So much mm-hmm. of it is on the reverse of uh, uh, stuff. That's what makes it memorable. That contradiction. Um, we don't expect um, her to be Dr. Octopus because he's typically a male. So when it happens, you're like, oh, and it's memorable. She may yeah. not be the best villain of the film. That's Kingpin. But uh, yeah, hundred percent. But um, he's still a she's still memorable because of that twist, and also the comedy, the bit where he's trying to jump across the building. Yeah. To t- test himself, but it's the music's all like uh, it's rousing music, and it looks like he's about to do it, but then he just chickens out and runs down to a smaller building. Yeah. You know that that reversal is what you know catches you off guard. Can and it's like ha, ah, that, that yeah, no, because I I I did not remember that scene from the thing. <laughs> from like the film, yeah. yeah, I laughed at that. But while we're on the topic of villains, you mentioned him like a couple minutes ago. I was like, Kingpin, Kingpin. You say yeah. a couple minutes ago, it was uh, it was a minute, a minute ago. Kingpin. Oh my god, I th- he is a villain. What a really, I was I would say rare, but many villains make me feel intimidated. But he's one of the ones that make me feel like oh my. Especially, like, f- especially for a cartoon. I say cartoon, ma- animated uh, villain. V- villain. Kingpin is brutal and quite scary, it, uh, and I think that's loads, loads of aspects to that. You got Leif Shriver playing, uh, voicing him, and Leif Shriver gives a great performance. He's having a blast. You have um, his actual physique. His and physique how... is massive. Like with a little head. And it's, and it's cartoonishly, it's exaggerated, but at the same time, it adds to his menace. With his little head as well. Yeah. But also, he's done something that no other villain has done before in any sort of um, film. He managed, like he killed spider He's managed to kill the hero who you expect to be um, the hero for the film. Like, he, no, I bet no one actually saw that coming. I think most... People, no, no one saw that coming. No one saw that actually And if they coming. did, they didn't expect it to be so brutal. Because yeah. it's without mercy. That's the And that's the mm. worst bit about it. He's at his mercy and... Just, yeah, honestly. Mm. It's quite, for, for a film that's obviously aimed towards um, a younger demographic. And... Um, Ooh, yeah. It's, it, it, I don't know, it's just... It's very brutal. It's uh, like with the imagery. It's the... Implied mm. brutality, it's the Im- implication through which you have to use your imagination. And Kingpin's backstory as well is... That's like, what makes it, like I was saying, yeah. the reversal. This You've got this scary um, man who takes no uh Who has no shit. mercy. <laughs> he has anything. no mercy. And I, j- I said this to you at the end of the film. I felt there was such a contrast between how I felt with him. Like, I... F- I was saying, oh god, like this, he's sick, he's twisted, he's he's je- well, not like twisted, but he is, he's brutal, he's e- yeah. he's evil. He's he is like one minute you can be scared of him and want to see the uh, Spider Men take him down, but, but then again, there's and then there's moments where um, you 
get to know him as a person, and you see that there's more to it than meets the eye. It's there not was just... there was one line that actually hit me in the field, so I was like, oh no, I felt so bad. And towards that was, the end, where that was he when sees... he was in the train and he sees was it Vanessa and Richard, his son, his wife. Vanessa and his son Richard, uh, and then variant versions of them in the multiverse, and, and then they walk off, and he says, "No, come back," in like a really soft voice, and I was like, oh. "Leave, like I say, Leave Shriver just is inc- uh, incredible as yeah. in the role. I, I mean, the, the the film in general has got great voice acting. You've got um, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, Jake Johnson as Pia B Parker. You have got Haley Steinfeld as Gwen, Nicolas Cage as uh, Spider Man Noir. Yeah. There's so much personality in this yeah. film. I can't remember the name of the actor who voices Miles, but he's also good as well. Yeah. It's, the film, it's got a really good voice cast. Uh, I like most of the characters. There's like one, there's the obvious ones that are like, oh, you could say they don't have much to do, like um, Miles' mum or Tombstone. But I think, apart from them, hmm. this is a... It, this is a uh, all the characters, in, uh, there's not a single character I think um, is is und- bad. Is underwhelming or lacking no. of any kind. I mean, they, those two are the exception, but that's only because we don't get to spend that much time with them. And even then, they have their memorable moments. They do, yeah. Maybe not uh, with Tombstone. Maybe you just think, like, okay, he's the least interesting. But, you know, he gets to do some stuff. I think he spoke, like, only... Of a couple sentences in the actual yeah. film. He gets to look cool, I guess. Yeah, he does look pretty cool. Um, but he's Miles' mum um, gets a lot of stuff, and she's quite sweet. And the stuff that she does as well is she doesn't do it. She yeah. hasn't got as much big role as his dad, but yeah, that's still um, she's just a lovable mother. Mm. Mm. Um, the animation you said this earlier, but the animation I've never seen an animated fi- at this point when it was released. I've never seen an animated film to this like. To this, this extent, level. it's a visual marvel, <laughs> literally. It's yeah, mar- it's a visual marvel. Uh, but um, you could, I've seen a review on this, yeah. and and they said you could literally take any single shot in the in the film, frame it, and it would be classed as art. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It's there's detail that you wouldn't notice on a first viewing, but you slow that you could slow down the 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 um the, the film, and there's stuff that may not seem like big on the surface, but there's they contribute to your viewing experience. There's moments where it's like um, when he grabs the bagel, it says bagel in like small text. Does it? Yeah. Well, it was something to do with the bagel, and I don't know. He doesn't throw it, does he? I don't think he does. No, I but he, he... I can't just, remember. He does something with the bagel, and there's a text that pops up that says little... Like, a little text above it that says bagel. Uh, it's but, just the little details. But it's when... Uh, stuff like... Um, it's uh, mm. when... Miles um, um, goes to the Super Collider the first time, and the, he's Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, is, gets pushed in, so he sees the multiverse. Mm. And then it... Flashes the um, characters that the other Spider-Men that come in later from the uh, you get Gwen, P.O.B. Parker. You get all, you see Pam. flashes of them on the screen, but you don't realize it at first. But once you do, it's your, in your subconscious. It start, it foreshadows it foreshadows the events that's going to happen later. How what um, 
who will be who, here. who will be in the film at the late, late date. They may not be introduced as early, but they are important in especially towards the second half of the film. Mm. So it's it's a little details like that stuff that you may think oh, it's not that important, but can it's like spice, you know, spice can just a little bit on top adds to the overall meal, like the cherry on top of the cake. Yeah. And I just the animation that they, they I don't know how I think I remember reading something that said um, that it, it took four years to animate. Oh, I think I don't. I, I would that not could, be surprised. That wouldn't be surprised though, because the and I, it wouldn't surprise me why this it took that long just for the second film to come out five years later. Because mm. the detail, honestly, just it's. It's impressive. It really is. And I think it's raised the bar in, in terms of animation because a load of f- films and shows have used this art style, have taken inspiration from this film and have um, they've changed their um, how they approach animation. An example being uh, Puss in Boots' The Last Wish. Yeah, that, which, that completely changed. That. Which is looks no, nothing like how the, the previous Puss in Boots film did or the Shrek films did it looks nothing like it it goes for a more um, traditional animated hand hand drawn animated sort of looking style in the the vein of Into the Spider-Verse but if you ask me it looks better than anything I know it's like the latest one in that franchise so it's probably going to look the best but even then I just think it's just it's visually and it's appealing Mm. and it's striking and it's and it, the level of detail that goes into sort of stuff like this as well, it's, it's just it's. I like seeing a, a f- uh, animated show or film with this art style because it's more eye popping. Yeah, it's more eye catching. It is. Yeah. Uh, another example being Arcane, which is a bit more gritty. Yeah, but the the animation on but that the, it's is gorgeous. a bit that show's really well animated. I think it was so, uh, the first into the first ten minutes or even less. And I was watching it, and you came down and saw me watching it. I was you're like, like, "That's really anim- that well is anim- really well animated." Yeah, yeah. It's such it's such a contrast to the actual game as well, like, and its fan base. The show is like brilliant out there. It's like it was. It had peak. no right to be as great as it did. Yeah, and it's one of my, and it's only just had one season, but even now, it's just one of my personal favorite uh, shows. shows. It's in my top three, at least. What are your other two? Well, Breaking Bad. Uh, yeah. Okay, top four. Is Better Call Saul I was going to say, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, and also I really like The Last of Us show. Yeah, I've heard loads of good reviews on but that. But I think, yeah, those those four are, are near the top four for me. Mm-hmm. I can't name any at the moment. Maybe Chernobyl, mm-hmm. but that's only like five episode miniseries, so... Yeah. I guess you could count it because it's still technically a TV show, but it's not like a show with it's... a load of seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the humour of this film is also quite good as well. It's not like overbearing like Love and Thunder is. No. It's not it's, trying to force it's it. Not, I tell, it's not like typical... When you think of typical Marvel or Marvel humour, which started with the first Avengers film in 2012 when it was written and directed by Joss Whedon, who's very well known for his quippy um, dialogue, like makes a lot of jokes. And I think that's the, that was the start of what is now known as Marvel humour. Mm. But this film's humour is nothing like Marvel humour. It's more to the... And it, compl- and it it's complements 
as well with the animation. It just suits this film. There's no other film I think this sort of humour could work in. It's its own humour. Yeah. And even then, it's really, really... I, I really like, like the humour. There's some jokes mm. in it that... Um, like the, especially with the reversals, I think just quite good. Expect where the bit where um, Miles gets bitten by um, the spider, and it looks all like it's oh god, he's gonna get changed. He's gonna have bad symptoms. It's very like hyper, mm. and then it zooms out and he just slaps it off his hand. He yeah. doesn't really react to it biting him. Yeah, and it's like the next day, as soon as um, he puts on his um, trousers, he says... Um, he thinks he hit, he's finally hit puberty. I think I've hit puberty. And his roommate hears him, and it's just like, oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's quite it's quite a funny film. And everyone gets... Every, all the cast members get to have um, they great have a lines moment to well. shine. Yeah. Get they to, each have their own unique characteristics, but all are able to be able yeah, to and shine. Even, and even if they're not... Um, Layered. They're not like oh three dimensional characters, which some of them are. You get characters like Miles, P.B. Parker, Gwen. They get yeah. some layers to them, and the villains Prowler and um, oh. Kingpin. They get layers. Oh, Prowler, he's Pro- so cool. Prowler's underrated. He is. He so really underrated. is underrated. But um, they they may not. The rest of them may not be have that much going on for them in terms of deep characterization, but it doesn't make them any less great of characters because. At least there's something about them that makes them distinguishable from others. Like, they are all got their own sort of thing going for them. Yeah. One of them, uh, Spun Noir, is um, obviously a private eye. He's a bit more old-fashioned. He's black and white, and he's played by Nicolas Cage. Yeah, no, there's a scene in the film where he's, like, um, he's fighting Tombstone, I believe, on, like, a train or, like, on top of it. And he's, and he's like a bit dodging. more fist, he's a bit more fisticuffs with He's dodging his and weaving. Way. He puts his hat on him and like punches him. Oh, he's just so cool. Mm. He's such a cool character. I, I've always had like a special thing for like noir black and white detective like pieces mm. of media and all that. I just think they're so It's so it's, it, it was an old fa- it's an old fashioned genre. Yeah. Because I was it stems from films back in the thirties and fifties who couldn't have coloured film mm. so it's very uh, sim- it's very unanimous with uh, that yeah. genre though I'm glad you get to, we get to see more of them now especially with the Batman which was noir mm. and even though it's not in black and white it was it's, it's it the closest, feels noir it's the closest thing a Batman film has gone to a, det- a detective story which I mean we had to shut the curtains so we could see it well, no, I mean, that makes it sound, seem like it's got bad lighting. No. Even, I think it was just because it was a bright day outside, and... Yeah, but, it, like, it's, it's And not also got the TV was... The TV was just... The the place we watched it on was an online website. It wasn't, like, on Sky or yeah, an, yeah. an app, so the lighting was always going to be bad. But I'm mentioning, like, the, the dark bit of it, because it's just, like, it fits the tone mm. and all that. But back to Spider-Verse. Back to Spider-Verse. Back to Spider-Verse. Uh, Prowler. I want to talk about him. All right. Prowler. If if you're a Marvel fan like me and Char, you would know that Prowler is... Go into it. You would, you're going you to know, know definitely that... Um, He's Miles' uncle. Miles' um, uncle is always Prowler. Like, that is a thing. Fi- and it's the thing with uh, when we went... You go into watching 
Far From Home back in 2019. Yeah. Everyone who knew Mysterio from the comics knew that, that he was going to be the villain. So we were hoping that they'd try and do a bit different. Which they did, to be fair. Which, just a little bit. I mean, like, we still expected... He still turned, ended up being the villain, but uh, it was how we, I expected it to play out, you know? Yeah. We think he's a good guy, and then, plot twist, he's the one behind it all, and he's just doing it to trick. That's what, that's typical Mysterio. Yeah. So I knew that was coming, but those people who don't know that Mysterio, Mysterio is... <laughs> Mysterio is a bad guy from uh, uh, the comics... Wouldn't expect it, no. because everyone and then every Marvel fan and their mums knew that he was a villain. That I expected it to happen. Yeah, but knowing Prowler is um, Re- Miles' uncle. Before this film, no one really knew Miles Morales as a character. I mean, he's, he appeared in some stuff, but he wasn't as big as he is now, like as popular as a character he is. So um, when people um, were watching the film and they expect and they didn't ex- they didn't expect. Um, the uncle to be to become the proud or to Miles to find proud. out that the prouder is his uncle. Yeah. Also, it's just the scene. It's where on the roof. Oh my god, on the roof, and he's got him by the neck, and then all you hear is Kingpin say, "Finish him off," and you know full well something is something will happen. That's something's bad. gonna happen. Something's there was gonna a, there happen. There was a. There was a. a ticking time bomb there yeah. was something it was he either doesn't kill him and he gets into trouble or he does and it strains the he tries to kill Miles and he strains the relationship between them yeah so he doesn't kill uh, kill Miles but he gets shot in the back by Kingpin and I remember when I was watching it I didn't I, I went into it expecting his dad to die because yeah. that is the catalyst of him being Spider-Man in the comics his dad dies and he becomes Spider-Man it's what they did in the uh, Insomniac uh, PS4 Spider-Man game. They had Miles, uh, Miles's dad get killed in the um, attack by the demons. I think they were called the I demon think, heads. I think we should talk about that later as well. What um, with his dad? Oh yeah. When yeah. we discuss across the Spider Verse. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, so I expected his dad to be the one that dies. But in this, they obviously... They flip they the play, tables. They play on that. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, we know you know this from the comics, but then they'll, there will be times where they'll flip uh, the traditional um, origin story. It is also... His, he's also scary. It's the th- he, it has a theme whenever he appears. It's like it's like a musical A musical theme. It's like death. It's like death from Puss in Boots. But instead, instead of it being a whistle, it's kind of like a... It's like a... Like it's, kind of, it's, a, it's sort of growl in a way. Yeah, I don't it's a very, it's a very it. horror esque sort of theme. But it ch- 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 well, it wasn't like that. But it's like it, it's it, it, mm. every time it plays, you know he's near, and it gives it gives you that like oh tense. You you you're te- like oh. you feel tension. Mm. <laughs> so they really play on. Uh, so they really flip the whole. Um, oh, you expect the dad to die, but it's actually the uncle. Yeah. Um, sort of similar to how No Way Home has Aunt May be the one who... Um, Says with great power yeah. comes great responsibility. Because we never knew Uncle Ben. Everyone expected... Well, no one wanted a recap of the Spider-Man origin story with Homecoming. That's why I loved Homecoming. Which I think is 
one of the reasons Homecoming does stand out because it's not a tradition. It's not a traditional origin story. It's sort of the. It ends up being the first third of a trilogy origin story. But the more that I think about it, he's still Spider-Man at this point. It's not. It was an Uncle Ben's death that um, mm. you know made him become Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more that I think about it, Homecoming is Homecoming and Far From Home, because I've got to mention Far From Home. Mm. They are two of the most underrated MCU films. Yeah, they're, they're pretty Because unreal. I also find the simplicity of Homecoming to be really good. It's, just, it's... The fact that the, the villain is literally just a worker who's trying to get money, mm. and he's not, like, super high-tech or whatever... I mean, well, his, suits, got... his suit's high-tech, but he's not, like, full, massive superhero layer. Like, his superhero layer is a warehouse. Yeah. That's literally it. That's the only piece of, like, proper high-tech stuff in there, except for, like, the computers and that. But everything else is a lot more... It's a lot more just normal, in a way. He just seems like a very classic just a very i don't know how to explain it just like a very old-fashioned style villain in a way yeah it's all so good like it just it's it's he's unique in the sense that he's not at the point there was most marvel films would be like oh i want to conquer the world i want to destroy the universe or something like that i want to destroy earth no. He just wanted to provide for his family, which I yeah. think is the uniqueness of his character. And that's what makes most um, vi- most vi- villains now, like m- most superhero villains you think of, that are great. They tend to be the ones with the motivations that you can relate to or understand. It's also... He's just... A, Although I do a, like a more typical... like yeah. With the newest exception being uh, the High Evolutionary from Guardians 3. Oh, God, he was Who has not got a... He's he's motivation to perfect the universe, but he is just a typical straight yeah. evil hateable villain, which he excels at. Before we go back to Spider Verse, sorry, I was just having a I was having a yawn there. I just want to say, I've got a new theory for the Spider the new Spider Man trilogy. I think what they will do is the next two films will be introducing more villains and all that. Possibly Ned as the Hobgoblin. Maybe, maybe that because happen. they don't know they don't know each other anymore. Mm. But the sick film, I hope because I would love to see this in live action, would have the whole Sinister Six or a group of Sinister Six. The problem with that, do you know what the problem is? Is that I would love to see that in the MCU with Tom Holland Spider Man. But the problem is, is that meanwhile, Sony are trying to create their own, as they call it, Sony Spider-Man universe, where it has they've had two Venom films. One of them only had Spider-Man in the cam- a cameo at the post-credit scene. That's only because Venom went to the MCU universe in the multiverse. Yeah, but despite the, the but there's a very serious lack of a Spider-Man in this supposed Spider-Man universe. Mm. Uh, and now they've had Morbius, and they're trying to tease up. Um, a Sinister, Six, a Sinister Six film for that universe, but they haven't really got a Spider-Man for to fight, the, them. To fight them. So just... It's really disorganised. But anyway, let's get back to um, Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Yeah. I think we've said everything that we've liked. I think the soundtrack's quite good. As oh, well. yeah, no, some I songs. to mention that. I have added, a, like, 
a number of songs to my playlist after the film. I, Sunflower has always been on my playlist. Yeah. But um, songs like Scared of the Dark, I really like that one. Yeah. That's a really good... Um, That's when um, the news breaks out that um, Spider-Man is dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that it's it fits perfectly as well. It does, doesn't it? I mm. really... like. You're like, oh... Everyone, and you feel that thing like everyone's feeling, probably feeling like, oh no, Spider-Man's died. Shit. Just because you you see everyone looking at their phones as well. <laughs> everyone's on just, their screens. Everyone's like, oh my god. Oh my god. Mm. Mm. This film is just in general. I like you said earlier. Incredible. It's a it's a it's um probably Marvel's best film, and not just like um uh Marvel uh Spider uh Sony Spider uh. Sony Marvel films because it's obviously made uh, by Sony. Yeah, but um, I mean, and I'm just, and I think in general, it, I I personally feel that it is of all time Marvel's greatest best, film, greatest film, and it's the and if someone to ask me uh, which films I'd consider the best comic book film. Uh, my two options: one from Marvel and one for DC. I can I uh, can I just guess what they yeah, are? Yeah, go on. Dark Knight and Spider Verse. Yeah. <laughs> Though, um, yeah. So I just think this is this film is um, honestly just it's just it's so good. It is really and good. it should and it shouldn't be as good. Like we don't deserve it. <laughs> nah. Um. So yeah, I was gonna say one more thing. One yeah. One more thing before I think I'm done talking yeah. about Spider Verse. I don't know about you. Well, I've been I've been chiming in, and you've spoken yeah. most of my mind anyway. Yeah. Um, there's some shots in the film, which have like, not they don't they barely have dialogue, if not any. Yeah. But they convey so much character character development, and so much meaning. For example, when he's about to jump off the building. Like in oh, his new, in his that m- is the best scene of the film. Yeah, in when his he, new suit, when he's put on the suit and he does the leap of faith for the first time. Yeah, with uh, what's it? The song in the background. Like, what's that danger? Like, uh, the, what's that danger? The glass coming off the building symbolizes that he's still a bit nervous. He's still got that apprehension of doing this, but he still goes for it because it's still like it's stuck to his hand. And the reversal shot of him as he's as he. As he's falling down to the city, they reverse it so that the city's up in the air, and he's looks like he's rising up. He's finally rising up, and he's taking his. Uh... There was a rat outside. Yeah, I just saw that as well. Sorry, we bit, we just um, we were looking around, and we look out our window, and we just see a rat. This is the mass- there's garden. a massive rat hopping around our garden. We do live outside. Oh, a, he's uh... back. Oh, he's back. Oh. oh, he's gone. He's gone. But we live outside. Oh, a, no, he's uh... back. It's... Stop interrupting, rat. Rat. But um, we live outside uh, a pond. There's a pond right outside our, uh, the front of our house. We get water rats. And we get a lot of water rats. But I've never seen one crawl out in the middle of our garden. <laughs> Where the sun is literally just shining. It's like... It's just... It's like, you step outside and it's just boiling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this is just... This is... Um, Honestly, I just really like this film. I I have very few complaints about it. Like I say, there's some characters that you could argue. Um, I have none. If I've, I'm being honest, I have no complaints. It's the closest thing to a masterpiece that I think Marvel's ever it's, gotten. It's the closest. I think one of the closest films to perfection. Mm. Um. 
so that's uh, the review of Into the Spider Verse. It's taken 30 minutes, but we're going to finish up soon. But before we go, I think we just take a quick look at what the reviews are saying for the sequel across I, the Spider Verse. I, I don't think there's going to be spoilers, but I just want to say spoiler warning. Just in case. Yeah. Just oh, to- we, we also we said um, we look at this, but also you had a theory about um, the new oh, film. So maybe yeah. you want to say that. I want to say that first. If you don't want to hear anything about the film and you want to go in blind, I recommend you just like skip past this bit. This one. Well, oh no, like, no, this is like it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. No, because we just, haven't seen it yet. It could not. It, it may be not. It's happen. a theory. It's, it's it's it might not even happen. But um, I I think it will happen. Do you reckon? Yeah, because or something like it. Don't consider this a spoiler. If you still want to, if you do want to, just not at all. Just I don't know. Skip a few seconds ahead. I need to. Uh, one of our um, cri- uh, not criticisms. One of uh, our feedback. Fe- a piece of feedback we've already gotten from uh, Huey AK forty seven. Thank you, Huey. I love you. Was uh, to add timestamps, especially into um, add chapters into um, our videos, especially the ones that are going to be over an hour long, like the last one. And he said, P.S. Hello, Sonny. Uh, hello, Huey. And I, that, the, the smiley face at the end is so yeah. Huey. I love him. So, um, yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to try and see if we can add chapters to a f- a certain episodes. But yeah. just apart from... Um, so, you might want to give a few, like a minute ahead. But... If if you don't want to hear this, then just skip a, a yeah, minute, or, a minute, a minute or two ahead. But um, go on. Miles's dad will probably, will most likely die. If I, not, if not, they're gonna uh, do the twist on us again, yeah. and his mum will die. Maybe. I think someone is going to die. So there's gonna they. One of the things I'm gonna read in a sec on the reviews is that it's a very emotional film. But I have a feeling that. The reason that all these Spider-Men are after him because he's trying to prevent his dad's death. Yeah. I can see that happening. Miguel so, O'Hara says you can either choose to save one person or save an entire multiverse. Yeah. Or universe, either one. Hmm. And the shot that follows up is his dad high up on a building holding to a plank. That was in one of the trailers, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like he's about to fall to his death. All right. All right, then uh, that's over. That's not, it probably will happen, it probably won't happen, who knows. But I'm going in thinking that is possibly, it probably it's probably, if it's not the, if it's not a um, thing that's going to happen, him, his dad dying, because it's going to be the thing driving the plot. Because in the comics as well, that's the thing that like makes I say, that, That's why I said, so why it was surprising for the first film to have his uncle die, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do the more traditional one and have this be the one that makes him, you know, like, mm. start, you know, become Spider-Man. Similar to um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. You know, he was already Spider-Man, but he wasn't traditional Spider-Man. He was just Spider-Man no. in this shared universe. And it wasn't until the end of No Way Home where he ditches all the tech and he's, he just, he's on he's his own down to Earth. that is down-to-earth traditional Spider-Man. So I reckon that's going to be a similar arc for... Um, Miles, especially for uh, this film, because um, I wouldn't. Say, I want to say something about this f- film that I knew, and a lot of people knew beforehand. But those p- people who don't, oh, yeah. I don't. It's like the situation with. Infi- I'm gonna say it. It's not a spoiler. It, it it's spoiler-ish, but it's not a 
thing that you could be like, oh, it, you ruined the film for me. Is it two-parter? This film is a two-parter. Originally, it was titled Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, but after the first teaser trailer where it had that title, they ditched the Part 1, and they renamed the second part, which is coming out next year, around the same time, Beyond the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. So, I reckon... This film will, is going to end on a cliffhanger. It's going to be in the same vein as Infinity War and Endgame, where Infinity War was the f- originally it was originally going to be entitled Infinity War Part One and Part Two, but they changed it to Infinity War and Endgame. Hmm. So even though it's not a Part One, Part Two, so in the title, it is the first part to a two-part saga, yeah. if, that, if you will. The- so. Mm. I do. I don't know how it will end. If it's going to be a proper cliffhanger or not. Or if it's just going to be like a... Um, or if this it is will the fir- end. Oh, don't know. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. What are you on about? Um, I don't know. But anyway, um, that's over and done with. Let's look at the... Um, reviews. The first reviews, especially on... Uh, look at Rotten Tomatoes, because they give like... They actually have proper... They have proper critics giving revi- uh, reviews. Yeah. So the title of the article, Across the Spider-Verse, first reviews. A stunning sequel and one of the best comic book movies ever. Hmm. Critics say that this is the rare follow-up that nearly surpasses the original, filled with jaw-dropping visuals, stunning action, great performances, and thoughtful character development. Hmm. Five years ago, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse shocked audiences with its innovative animation, which it has that, yeah. companion multiverse plot, also has that, and show-stopping soundtrack. Yep, yes. it has that. Yeah. It not only won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature, but changed animated movies forever. It really did, didn't it? it? Yeah, it, it shows. Not only was it a great film, it's just it has changed the landscape of how we approach, how studios approach animation now. <laughs> like, different the particular art styles and visual storytelling. Take The Last Wish, for example. Yeah. Or The Bad Guys... Arcane. Yeah. Well, there's DreamWorks. A lot. Dream, take, Dream, DreamWorks, DreamWorks might have changed their art style forever for the, <laughs> their films. I can't say I'm complaining, to be honest. It's still good art style. <coughs> um, how could a sequel even attempt to match, let alone exceed, that groundbreaking comic book movie? Well, the first reviews for Across the Spider-Verse have earned the follow-up a similarly exceptional tomato meter score, with critics declaring it bigger, better and more visually stunning movie. Perhaps one of the best sequels of all time, even. Oof. Wow. That was the general that consensus was some big of what words. Pe- Yeah, that is big words. So that is the general consensus of what people were saying. Um, I'm excited. The uh, critical consensus on Ron Tomatoes, it's currently at 96% uh, fresh certified with 178 reviews. So 170 reviews are positive, 8 are negative. So that's eight nights. So that, that like again, um, the tomorrow meter is not how much of a mo- that is out of ten. So it's not a nine point six out of ten. That's the it's how of it. many. People but that's how many like people it. liked um, that film. So ninety six percent of people who have reviewed it have loved it, and it appears ninety seven or um, or ninety ninety seven ninety six depends on which uh, side of it you look. Whether you looked at all audiences or the ones that are verified, verified but. 96 or 97 percent of people who have reviewed this film already they say it's a 4.8 out of uh, 4.8 out of five stars yeah I nearly said 10 then I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> that's not good 4.8 stars out of 10 just as visually dazzling out of five I mean I'm I, uh, 
Are you okay? 4.8 stars out of 5. I got it eventually. Don't worry, we'll, we'll, um, we're going to finish up soon, so it's, yeah, uh, it's been 40 minutes. Just as visually dazzling and action-packed as its predecessor, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse feels from the start all to cliffhanger conclusion. Oh. So, that is... Expect a... Um, do expect uh, Infinity... Maybe not on the scale of Infinity War, oh, you but know, do expect was... um, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay, before we go, I want to ask you this question... What are you most excited about? Ah, oh, the animation. Uh, from what I've heard, I've looked at, like, people... When, before the reviews came out on Rotten Tomatoes, when people went to social media and said their personal opinion on this, this film, I was looking, I was looking forward to, to most uh, the animation and how different they've achieved this. Oh, I'll tell you one thing that I'm excited about that no one has talked about. The Spot, who is... One of the film's yeah. confirmed villains. Maybe not the main villain. We don't know yet. But he is, uh, a, he is a, a D list, C lister or D lister villain from Spider Man Mythos in the comics, who um, his body's completely white, but he's got black dots all over him. And his gimmick is that he can open portals and go through those portals. He can travel through like a. So the, there's a bit in the trailer where he's uh, trying to rob a atm but he's doing it terribly mm. but then as he's as he lings on the sides uh, a loaf of bread comes out of his stomach from the yeah, walls. No, that's, that's which is quite funny because it's like oh that's weird but i wonder are they going to give the spot the kingpin treatment are they going to make him a it's his gimmick that he's a goofy looking villain but they make him OP towards the end of the film. Is he going to be a bad? Is he going to be a big threat? And they're going to give him some sort of re- why is he the way he is? Maybe they're going to give him yeah. a tragic what is backstory. His backstory. Well, the only backstory I know of him was from the nineteen nineties uh, animated Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. where he tries to make a device that would travel through like portals. So you could travel through portals, but he turned into the spot. it turns it into him. Yeah, it, it turns he, him into it, the spot. It turns him into the spot. So, yeah, it's like a science uh, gone wrong sort of origins. So, okay. spot, Spot's one of the things I'm looking forward to. I reckon he's going to be a... If they do it right, if they if they really utilise him, the Spot could be... Go from a D-list villain to one of the best villains of recent... Of the superhero genre in recent memory. Yeah, 100%. Um, the other thing is the animation again. I mm-hmm. think they've got... With more characters... In this film, there's more a whole, time to shine. There's more time to shine. Different art styles, different ways of animating stuff. I just think the animation it will probably be on another level. It's taken five years. There must be a reason that they've taken five years. So I'm looking forward to it, that. All the other versions of Spider-Man, new ones, new spoiling ones, or maybe versions of past ones, like Spectacular Spider-Man, oh. or as they said, the animated uh, 1990s Spider-Man. The PS4 Spider-Man. Yeah, he's there. There's, there's so many Spider-Men that I'm looking forward to. And I hope they get screen time. Or maybe just a little bit of, you know... Just a, a piece of dialogue would be happy. Yeah. Like, like make me happy. Which leads into my other thing that I'm looking forward to. The surprises. Apparently there are quite a few surprises in this film. Yeah. I've had two surprises spoiled by me. I'm not going to say it on this podcast because I don't want it to spoil... Did they spoil me? Um. Well, I don't know. Like... 
don't uh, don't say I, 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 I was hoping that when I was watching the film and these surprises came on screen, I would have been like, whoa. But either through a, a trailer, which a TV spot they had, which revealed one of the surprises, I was like, oh. Because I, was, I wasn't even looking at the TV spot, but Instagram as it does, you have someone be like, oh, they spoiled this cameo in this TV spot that you should definitely watch. And I don't want to watch it. And they just show it anyway. Mm. Because that's how the internet works. <laughs> yeah. And there's another one, which is less of confirmation and more of a leak that supposedly happens. And if it does happen, then I'm upset that I was told by it. I'm not going to say it to you. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. But um, Yeah, good, good Charlie. Good Charlie. But I'm upset. There's two things that have been spoiled. But I hope there's more than just those two things. Because from what they, I could tell, this from based on the reviews and what people have been saying about it, this is... No way home on another level, mm-hmm. and it's something that can only be told in animation. Yeah, there's no you. You can't add this live action. Mm. That's a sin. It would have been hard to do it in live action, especially. It's the the appeal of this the Spider Verse franchise is that it's animation. You could do all these different art styles that draw on different genres of animation. You got mm-hmm. anime. You got noir. You got more traditional Looney Tunes cartoon sort of style. You know, there's a lot of. Um, Stuff that you wouldn't be able to do in live action, which I'm glad they. I mean, you could have done a um, you could have done a um, Roger Rabbit or Looney Tunes sort of situ- uh, Space Jam situation, you know. But I think nowadays you don't really see that because it's quite hard to do. Um, but other than that, what what are you excited for the most? There's a clear. I've been literally buzzing about this and. I've been telling you about how I'm excited about him the most. Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 2099, I think he's... 2099. 2099, Spider-Man 2029. A version of Spider-Man from a futuristic future. I don't know if there was a Peter Parker in his universe, and there was that was the Spider-Man of the past, or he's just the only Spider-Man in his universe, because it's in the future and it's high-tech. First of all, Spider-Man... 2099's design is it's one of my favorite it's one of the it's most the underrated it's one of the most underrated spider-man looks it looks great with the reverse colors and like there's the claws on the side of him isn't he's got there? like the batman spikes coming yeah. out of his gauntlets mm. and he's got like claws as well from what they've shown in the trailers he looks very vicious in his in how he that's uh, that's what i'm that's, so excited he looks, for. he looks like a very vicious version of spider he's a bit more um lethal in his approach to crime fighting but also he's voiced by one of your favorite actors oscar isaac yeah who I was, played I was just um, moon knight in the show of the same name mm-hmm. he's also been in a load of other stuff he played apocalypse in x-men apocalypse which they wasted him in that honestly but that's some probably a story for another time yeah is there anything else it's, that you're... it's just the voice acting as well it's this like it's the um, it's the scene where he goes um, don't get me started on the uh, Doctor Strange and a little nerd on Spider Man or uh, no, so they've confirmed the, already that this universe exists in the MCU in, in the, the multiverse. M- in the MCM the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse with this film I expect a lot of stuff to be confirmed in an official multiverse because you've obviously got the MCU you've got all those films and shows that were set in that universe. With No Way Home, they had um, the introduction of Toby. Uh, they retroactively they retroactively made the Toby Maguire trilogy and the Andrew Garfield 
uh, duology, part of the MCU multiverse canon. Yeah. And also you had um, the Venom uh, film, like because obviously he crosses over in post-credits scenes of Let be, There Be Carnage and No Way Home before going back to his universe. For Morbius, um, Michael Keaton's Vulture from Homecoming comes into their universe somehow. I don't know how. It just... It, that's the worst bit of Morbius is this post-credit scene because it makes no logical sense. But So they're part of a, uh, another universe. Um, people would argue that um, the X-Men are the X-Men films are canon. I would wait until we see what Deadpool 3 does. Yeah. Because that's technically a sequel to films that are part of the X-Men canon. But at the same time, we don't know what the approach is. Are they going to be like, okay, it was originally part of the X-Men universe, but we don't want all that timey-wimey, um, bad, shitty, you know, sort of stuff yeah. in our universe? Um, it depends, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it, whenever when Patrick Patrick Stewart appears as um, as uh, Professor X in Multiverse of Madness, and you also have Anson Mount reprise his role as Black Bolt from the Inhuman show, people were like, "Oh, they must be canon in the um, the stuff that they appeared from yeah. as those characters originate. The the stuff that they come from, they reprise their roles from, must be canon in the multiverse." I wouldn't say that. Only because that uh, we don't know if that's just it's just a little tea, you know, like a little bit of fan service. It isn't confirmed like it is in No Way Home, where we we know these are the same versions of these characters we've seen before. In the Multiverse Madness case, we don't know if this is the same Professor X. I hardly doubt because he does die in Logan. Yeah. But um, we also don't know if this is the same version of Black Bolt because not only has he got a different suit, uh, no one likes Inhumans. No. <laughs> So um, I would wait until we see what is canon from the X-Men universe until Deadpool 3. Yeah. And how much more content we're going to have to watch when you do a binge watch of stuff. We're not going to wait until that long to <sighs> do the MCU binge watch. No, but, no. But, yeah. I've been yawning. But also, this Across the Spider-Verse will probably say past versions of Spider-Man, whether they're animated or not, um, will be canon in the... Because it's already confirmed there was that joke from the trailer where he's like you say Miguel O'Hara says don't get me started on Doctor Strange and that little nerd from Earth 19999 no, I think yeah and it's just it's the aggression in and his voice it's the, obviously he's pissed off him. but that's a reference to the events of No Way Home so obviously and Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch's characters and how that ruined the multiverse and how that was one of the reasons that the multiverse is still in ruins mm. Um, so that's technically part of that's made um, into the Spider Verse a part of the multiverse, sort of the, the established by the MCU. So and that's to, a, thing. to to an extent, anything that into the Spider Verse establishes as part of alternate universes in its case would make those universes alternate universes for the MCU as well. Yeah, and another thing as well, which I also like, I'm I'm, I'm bringing it back to Miguel here. Like I'm I'm just excited for him. Is that there's a leader to the Spider Men. I just, I don't know. I, I would have thought, oh, the Spider-Men are just like, it's just a group, there's no leader and all that. But him being the leader and him being intimidating as he is, that just makes it a lot cooler, in my opinion. I don't know why, I just, yeah. I love it a lot more. Yeah, so, um, I will, obviously there's stuff that we already know are going to be now canon, in the uh, based on the trailers and the promotion and stuff, there's going to be canon in the... Uh, for the MCU multiverse through Spider-Verse mm. the second one at least 
you got the spectacular Spider-Man, which is probably my favourite um, spy- version of Spider-Man, just on a per- personal level. I, yeah. The it's not the best thing. I mean, it's one of the best things, but it's maybe you may argue it's not the best thing, but it's one of my. It's probably my favourite version of Spider-Man because I think they just get that the college balance in the college life, the hero life, the job life. It just it's really good, and I wish they continued it. They didn't cancel it, but that's canon. We also got the um, PS4 Spider-Man, and all those and its sequels and spin-offs, all, all the stuff from that universe is canon. So yeah, who knows? We who knows what they will surprise us with with this film. Anyway, I think we've been, we we're approaching an hour. Um, I think we've been talking enough, haven't we? Yeah, I, I am done with all my. Okay. Well, do let us know if you've enjoyed this episode and what you would like to hear from us in the future. What would you like to hear us babble about yeah. in the future? Um, again, we've got some ideas for future episodes. We'll probably do a, a review of Across the Spider-Verse when it comes out. I think we'll keep it non-spoiler. Yeah. Just so people... But we'll give reference to... We'll keep it as non-spoilery as possible, but we will try and go into detail on what we like about this film or what we did like. We, you know, we, because obviously sometimes you can't, you have to spoil something to explain why it, you like yeah. it. No one who saw in No Way Home could do a non-spoiler review for yeah, that film. Absolutely, there was no one. way you could do that film, but uh, that non-spoiler. But um, for um. Uh, this film will keep it. Uh, we'll, for across the Spider Verse, we'll uh, keep it as non-spoilery as possible, as much as possible. So we'll probably do an episode on uh, a review on that when we can. Um, there's other stuff we got planned, but I can't remember all of them. But for now, um, this has been us. Do let us know if there's anything else you'd like to hear us babble about. Make sure to follow at Babbling Brooks's on TikToks. That is uh, at B A Double B L I. N B R O K S E S, all lowercase. If there's any areas of improvement or aspects of this show that you think could be better, be sure to let us know. We've already had one feedback from Huey, which I'm going to take on board and I'm going to see if I can implement chapters into especially these longer episodes. Let's go, Huey. Uh, any other, f- and also just do give us ideas for future episodes as well. If you think any of your families, uh, members or friends or anyone else you know might be interested in this uh, do let them know and yeah, spread just, the words yeah, just make sure to just spread the word to all your friends family whatever your dog your cat your hamster we don't want to do this full time but this is like a hobby of us and we want to the only reason we continue doing it is if people were interested in what we were saying yeah which some people already have been we've got um, four four um, as little promoters as this show has been I think we've done quite well in mm. views but uh, we'll also sh- I, I will say we are trying to implement monetization. We're going to leave it for now, but once it gets going and we've done maybe at least 10 episodes, I think we're going to introduce monetization. But we'll do it, maybe we'll do it as little as possible, but maybe as, 99p or yeah. less than that. We'll, we'll see, but we, as it is a hobby, we do want to, you know... Actually make money. Because it's quite hard doing point. a podcast. I've had to pay a lot for these microphones, and I, we only used one of them anyway, so... Yeah, the other one is that there. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah, it's over there. Yeah, it's over there. Uh, so, yeah, this has been Babbling Brooks's. Once again, I'm Charlie. And I'm Sonny. Thanks for listening. Be good people.